On this episode of the High Flow Lifestyle, I talk with Eric Partaker about finding flow through intentionality and using what he calls his dream team practice, exploring the three most important domains of life, our health, our wealth, and our relationships. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Smith, and welcome to the High Flow Lifestyle Podcast. It's my privilege to be your peak performance and flow coach with this episode. Each week, you'll hear mind-blowing interviews, as well as actionable tips and strategies for accessing flow for optimal human performance, heightening creativity, intuition, and productivity, and most importantly, living a healthier and happier life. Now let's dive into your next dose of practical flow training. As a peak performance expert, Eric Partaker helps CEOs, entrepreneurs, and leaders reach their full potential become better leaders, and build better businesses. Within his approach, he draws from his time advising Fortune 50 CEOs at McKinsey, his experience helping build up Skype's multi-billion dollar success story, and his own entrepreneurial journeys, together with behavioral science from Stanford University, as well as techniques from the world of elite sports and military. Areas where peak performance is key. On top of numerous awards, such as being named CEO of the Year at the 2019 UK Business Excellence Awards, he is also the author of the new best-selling book, The Three Alarms, a simple system to transform your health, wealth, and relationships forever. Eric, welcome to the show. Uh, What is your superpower? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Josh. I really appreciate it. Um, my superpower definitely would be my just intense, you know, determination, you know, mm-hmm. my will, my will to succeed, mm-hmm. um, knowing that the success will be nonlinear, <laughs> knowing that I might have to go down before I go up, knowing that I might and will probably get hurt along the way. Yeah. Um, so my superpower is that. Um, I will succeed and I'm determined to do so, but I accept the pain that will come along. That's, yeah, that's really interesting. A lot of people mm, don't understand how much, you know, life and business and everything is sort of a roller coaster. It's perfectly, like you said, it's not linear. There is ups and downs. It's completely, yeah, it's completely nonlinear. It's, um, I mean, there, there are very few things in the world that are like truly, you know, linear, right? It's like, okay, if we play tic-tac-toe, we know how that's going to go. That's <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's kind pretty, of predictable, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty linear, right? Um, but yeah, there's so few examples. It's just, you know, it's like the Pareto principle, right? So um, Pareto principle is, you know, just 80-20 rule that we live in a world where uh, the world is nonlinear, and um, you have a vital few things which account for the majority of results, you know, a few causes which create the majority of effects of just a few, maybe, um, you know, parts of your offering and your product, say, that account for the majority of the customer satisfaction rather than everything. Um, yeah, it's just it's just how it is. I, and that, that too, you know, interestingly enough, that is... That's like another 
thing when you when you when you truly embrace that and um, realize that it's just a very nonlinear world. It helps you prioritize too because mm. you focus on you know what what literally is the twenty percent of things I could do for eighty percent of the result rather than all the things I could be doing. Yeah. Well, on that note, understanding that there is going to be ups and downs, what is something that helps you get into the flow state? Or what is something that helps you keep flow throughout these ups and downs? Because, you know, when it's up, it's it's a lot easier. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll probably have uh, some answers that, you know, might differ from what people would expect. I, I think, I, I think when, when that question is posed, like it's almost like the very natural thing is to say, I meditate or mm-hmm. I do this practice or that. So it's very much about what is it that you do? And um, that's certainly important for me, but probably the, um, the strongest thing I have to insulate against the ups and the downs is partnership. Mm. And so, um, you know, I built a chain of done a bunch of different things. One of the things that I did was, uh, I built, um, a chain of restaurants in the UK and I didn't do that alone. I had a business partner. Mm. And so we were kind of, you know, together, almost like a business marriage, if you will. Right. Yeah. So, um, so that really helped a lot. Right. Cause when one's down, the other can bring them up. Um, my wife, uh, Giselle, she's, you know, we help each other all the time, right? When one's down again, the other brings the other up. And mm. you know, it's that um, it's never the case where one of us is down, for example, then the other one bursts into tears and they're down too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a downward spiral. <laughs> yeah, right? That's a, like, that never happened. So I think, you know, we're social beings, right? Human beings. Um, we're weak, compared to the animal kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Physically, agility-wise, we're, we're weak. And so it's like, how are we the dominant species on the planet then? Mm-hmm. Well, because we we act together, we think together, we're able to collaborate in ways that the rest, of, you know, with intelligence as well, that the rest of the animal kingdom just can't come close to. Yeah. Um, and, um, and I also think uh, and, and, and the evolution of the species will have at a macro level, lots of ups and downs. Right. So, so that kind of insulated it against all of that, I think, rather than one individual, it's the collective. And so I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm saying a similar thing that, um, it's, um, you just can't anticipate all the, the ups and downs, but by having that partner there, whether a business partner, a life partner, a good friend, Mm. It taps into the very thing within our DNA that we need and we're designed to do, which is, you know, the sum is greater than the parts, you know, be part of a group. And that is your number one, I think, biggest protection mechanism. Mm, That's social support. Yeah, it's so, so key. Yeah. Um, Outside of that. So, so that, yeah, that's fundamental for me. Um, Other fundamentals are just getting enough sleep. Mm. I notice that when I'm thinking quite negatively or want to just hang it up, right? We all have those days like, ah, mm. screw this, yeah. <laughs> sell everything and move to an island, move to yeah. Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and it's like, 
now when those feelings happen, I've become, you know, I'm 45, so I've become wise to them. Mm-hmm. So it's not that they don't still, they still happen, but it's that when they happen, I kind of smile at them as I would the antics of a small child. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, I don't know. I know you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough thing to do to, to be able to step back and sort of reflect on, you know, okay, I haven't gotten enough sleep. And I, and I try to do the same thing where, you know, I realize, okay, I'm a little undersleeped or I've had too much coffee and this is not the time to be making emotional decisions right now. Mm, yeah. So, so I think when the fundamentals are off, your, um, your power will be reduced and those fundamentals are, you know, the sleep. Um, we are what we eat. So are you eating the right foods? You know, it's funny when people get stressed, their eating goes south as well. Mm. And that's the worst thing that you can actually do. It's like gasoline in the fire. Yeah. Um, and then uh, exercise. Um, when I'm, so I got into a bit of a funk, to be honest, over the last, so January was really tough for me. Uh, so January, I, I, I put together a um, uh, a productization of my coaching services. So um, I, I coach entrepreneurs, CEOs, leaders, uh, help them you know scale themselves and their and their companies basically in in parallel. And I created a course that I um, call uh, that I call the Peak Performance Masters Program, and um, and it was hard work. You know, know, 65 videos had to be filmed, worksheets created, the curriculum designed, how are we going to collect data, all of that. And it just pushed me to the limit and things started to fall away. My sleep started to become compromised Mm -hmm. my eating started to go south. Yeah. Um, My exercise schedule was totally disrupted. And then when I started to recalibrate, and reintroduce those things. It's like the flow came back, right? The clarity of mind came back. The positivity mm. came back. The ability to focus in a without any feelings of anxiety came back. Hey, can you can you relate when these things go off and and um, and what happens then? And when you bring them back, you. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I I totally understand where, I mean, you get in, you sort of create a new rhythm and, you know, it sounds like in January you were in like creator mode and you can lose track of, of your balance that you had before because you just, yeah, you, you, you lose your balance and then you have to kind of take a step back and say, okay, this is my goal. I, you know, you do want to finish the project, but maybe, you know, we got to take a few uh, baby steps to get there. Yeah, exactly. So, but I'll, I'll tell you, so I, I wrote a, I wrote a new book recently um, called the three alarms mm. and quite literally trans. Well, it, it saved my marriage. It saved my health, um, helped me um, <clears throat> you know, do a lot better professionally. So, so really it was just me sharing um, the system that I had used for myself, which I then used with my clients in the form of a book. And, um, and one of the, the biggest you know, benefits that I have in terms of creating flow is the way I approach, you know, intentionality. Um, so I, I start each day with a practice that I call the dream team practice. Mm. So I'm not alone on a daily basis. I got three helpers because I think of the three most important domains of life are our health, our wealth. And I don't mean rolling in money. I mean, you know, 
making money and then whatever you do with it needs some form of wealth. So our health, our wealth and our relationships. And I have a best self identity in each of those domains. Uh I've given it a name. And so at the start of the day, I think of the pro athlete who's my identity on the health front. And I think of, okay, well, what's one thing I could do today, which would evidence that identity. And I put that in my calendar. Might be like, we do 700 calories in the stationary bike or something. Mm. And then I think of my work or, you know, wealth identity. And, um, you know, there I have Elon Musk. Uh, because I, I just love how fast and focused he is when he's working. I think he works too much, but when he's working. And um, and so I think, okay, so if I were Elon Musk, what's the one thing that I'll do today? You know, get, get that presentation done or report done, whatever it might be. And I put that thing down. And then on the home front or on the relationship front, my identity is world's best husband and father. Um, not that I'll ever be that. There'll always be someone better than me. But um, I, I just think, okay, so if I were to the, the world's best husband and father today, what, what could I do today to evidence that? And that gives me a lot of comfort because no matter what happens for the rest of my day, if I've done the one thing which evidences me at my best in each of those domains, then I feel like it's been a good day. And the, the title of my book is The Three Alarms, because the other thing I've done is I've set those identities up as alarms. Mm. So at 6.30 a.m., it flashes pro athlete, because that's who's going to start the workout. 9 a.m., Elon Musk. And at 6.30 p.m., world's best husband and father to prompt the question, how would the world's best husband and father walk through the door right now? Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So so that, that having that intentionality... Um, creates a lot of a lot of peace for me because yeah I know what best looks like in the areas that matter most and I give myself a chance to kind of win mm-hmm. you know on that best self identity each day nice yeah that's great and I love the system for the alarms it's that sort of that that physical little reminder you know that kind of brings you back to you know center, being able to center yourself and mm-hmm. focus on that intention yeah, exactly. Exactly. And do you have, do you have any, do you, I'm curious, do you, do you think in like in different domains like that as well and anything, anything similar? I do. I mean, I have a whole program that I go through in the morning um, and it's more of like a, a morning ritual, although, and it does have to do with, you know, setting an intention for that day and getting through and balancing, you know, exercise and then trying to, um, I find I, I can write a lot better right after exercise when almost that, you know, I've, I've gotten a little bit of that flow going and then I can write a bit, things come out a little more freer and then afternoon, I always try to make sure to have time to take a walk. Uh, we live, you know, it's ideally in nature, uh, in the woods. I really think uh, nature has a big part of it for me to kind of like clear things out, let the brain and subconscious sort of filter all that stuff of having those, those actual reminders later in the day to, okay, it's maybe, you know, maybe it's time not to be focusing on the athlete side. Maybe it is time to focus on family now. You know, mm-hmm. that, I, I like that divide that you've developed there. Yeah. 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 It's been super helpful to me because as an entrepreneur, you know, you're always working in the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to switch it off. Yeah. It's so hard. 
I wanted to take a second to share an upcoming opportunity with you. I help people who are a little stuck or aspiring to go to that next level of success in life. Unlock your hidden human potential so you can achieve your dreams faster. I realized the best way to do this is to launch a membership group with support from a community of like-minded people. In the membership, you'll have access to courses you can go through at your own pace. There'll be live peer group coaching, as well as one-on-one -on -one flow coaching options privately with me. I'll be offering early bird pricing you get to keep for life to members of the newsletter first. So sign up at highflowlifestyle.com where I'll keep you updated on the lower priced early bird membership access. I'll also send you my flow tips for optimal human performance and happiness. Now back to the show. So you, you've received like a lot of business accolades, like being among Britain's 27 most disruptive entrepreneurs. And what led you down the path of becoming a performance coach and studying high performance as opposed yeah. to just focusing on creating in the entrepreneurial yeah. realm? Yeah, no, no. Um, uh, great question. Um, well, it's not new, really. It's always been in me. Um, I came across a quote years ago um, from Abraham Maslow, where he estimated that only 2% of people operate at their full potential. Mm. And I thought, wow, I want to discover the activation energy or the practical tools, or the techniques that are required to break free from the 98%, you know, mm. join that 2% flow. And, um, and um, yeah, that's followed me, you know, mo most of my career um, at the restaurant chain I built. It was the, the the whole culture I had created was around that internally within the company. Mm. Um, and I started to meet up with entrepreneurs and leaders and share my points of view and thoughts on things that they were doing um, in relation to, to scaling their, their company and uh, or themselves, although often many of them didn't ever think conceptually, you know, that they should scale themselves or that right. that they were maybe somehow a block. And then I I discovered what I thought, ah, this is this is my my niche. You know, this is this is my, you know, piece of the pie whereby my obsession is focusing on that that combination of, you know, peak performance with leadership with entrepreneurship, you know, that blend. Mm. And I find that it just goes really well together because it's an echo of kind of how I've lived my life and that it's received quite well because most entrepreneurs um, are also quite keen to improve themselves. It kind of goes together with the whole, you know, vocation, if you can call it a vocation, right? It's Right, right. So, so it's just a really good, like, natural you know, fit basically. Nice. Um, yeah. So, so I kind of, um, uh, fell into it that way and then it just became a full blown business. Um, I mean, now I coach, uh, 25 to be exact, 25 founders, CEOs, um, one-to-one, -one, all different types of business businesses. Um, the, um, so the demographic varies but the psychographic is all the same. Mm. So all of them are high achievers. They want to grow their business, but they also fully subscribe to the fact that a combination of 
their leadership and or kind of any lack of performance within themselves might be the things that are also holding them back. It's not just scaling the business. They got to, again, scale the leadership, scale themselves. So <laughs> many entrepreneurs often are moving into unknown territory and have to rely on their intuition. I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts on when we can trust our intuition or when we shouldn't, or maybe a time when you've uh, had an aha moment of insight. Yeah. Um, I think, um, yeah, I mean, in, in, intuitions, um, it's a funny thing. I mean, we definitely, um, I, you know, I think so when, when intuition, that's the way I think about intuition. So, so first of all, you have to respect it because it's, it's, it's there for a reason. It's there to protect you. But I think sometimes it can be misunderstood. So if you're walking down the street and it's laid out and you look down a dark alley or a dark roadway, it doesn't need to be a dark alley. That sounds very sinister. But, you know, a dark, a, a, a dark roadway or an area mm-hmm. and you get a sense, hmm, I'm not sure if I should walk over there respect that yeah that's deep yeah. when you meet somebody and you're thinking about ah, i wonder if there could be a you know partnership here uh, whether romantic whether business and something about them is just off you're not sure what it is but you're like, mm. Mm, just don't feel 100 about that mm, respect that um but you know there's other times, though, when you can confuse your, your intuition with just being just not being brave enough. Like, so, for example, if you're trying to start something new and you get what you think is a gut feeling, like, mm, I'm not sure if I should do this. That's probably less intuition and more deep down inside your subconscious said, oh, you might fail. Mm, you know, you, fear and inner yeah, critic. What, what, what if you do it and it doesn't turn out well? What if, what if you do this and it's harder than you think it was going to be? And that's when you need to push past, I think. And that's mm. when you need to say, you know what? Let me step into the discomfort. Um, Stephen, Stephen Kotler, um, I was just glancing over because I have one of his books there. So, he, you know, he talks about, you know, working in that, that state of flow and uh, all of our, you know, genius being in that state. And, um, and he also talks about how, you know, our, our, our growth in that flow state as well is like just a little bit outside our comfort zone. Mm. I, he, he ta- I think he says 4%. We want to go just outside so that we're feeling challenged, but not overwhelmed. Mm. Um, and, yeah, don't let your intuition get in the way of your growth, I guess, is what you're saying, because it's probably not intuition. It could probably it's probably more like, oh, it's going to be uncomfortable. Of course, it's going to be uncomfortable. But that's mm-hmm. how we grow. <laughs> when we go to a gym, when we go to a gym, we go to what? We go to grow effectively. That's why we go to the gym. Mm-hmm. We want to grow our cardiovascular strength. We want to grow our physical strength, like quite literally, like grow the strength of our lungs as an organ, our heart, as a muscle, we want to grow, you know, the bicep or quadricep or whatever. How do we do that? It's not by de-stressing. We go and we create growth by stressing the muscle. You stress the muscle, it causes it to grow. Stress builds strength. Mm. 
So stress isn't something bad that we should avoid. It's actually something we should embrace. It's the path for our growth. So, so yeah, you have to step into those uncomfortable, stressful things. They're the very things that cause you to, or lead to your growth. Yeah, that's great. Do, do you think intuition played a part in earlier? You mentioned um, partnerships and how you've, you've had a lot of successful partnerships with your business, but I know many people haven't and then maybe maybe have a very different view of you know i'm solo from here out because i've gotten burned before is that more of a you do you start with intuition on feeling this person out before sort of yeah. joining forces yeah i do i do and you know it's gotta it's gotta feel right um but intuition isn't infallible right <laughs> it's just that i think in certain instances you're wise to really listen to it, you know, versus, versus other instances. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, with my business partnership, with meeting my wife, um, even with, you know, key partnerships that I've you know made recently in those first moments, I definitely felt something with the other person, you know, like, ah, this feels right. Right. This, this, there's a good feeling to this. And, and it's interesting too, because 90% of the time when it felt right, and I really felt it with that person. And when I look back and I realize that it's a good, you know, it, it has been a good partnership. And then the times when it doesn't go right and I have to get rid of someone or it just doesn't work out. When I look back and I try to reflect, okay, let me go back to those first moments. And it was like, yeah. It, it might not be that I, I felt something was off, but it just didn't feel like it was on, you know, mm, <laughs> it yeah. was just kind of like, ah, you know, yeah, yeah. There was no spark. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's my two cents and all that. That's great. Eric, thank you. You've given us a lot to think about. You've provided a lot of knowledge for people in which now they need to take that knowledge and turn into action for it to mean yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, no, no problem at all. And, uh, and, you know, I'd also just like to say if, um, if you have enjoyed, you know, listening this far, and um, if you'd like to go more deeply into any of those concepts, then as a thank you for listening to this point, um, if you head over to my website at ericpartaker.com, you can get a free digital copy of my new book, The Three Alarms. So that's there waiting for you at the website. That's great. Thanks for being a guest today, Eric. Yeah, thanks a lot, Josh. Thanks for listening to another episode. And if you enjoyed the show, please stop by Apple Podcasts and review and subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. And help us spread the importance of leading a high-flow lifestyle by telling a friend and sharing on social media. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now go put some of this flow state training to work and live your life to its fullest. And I'll see you shortly on the next episode or inside the community at highflowlifestyle.com.